Man, we are so grateful for what God is doing. Today, I just want to give you something that is short and sweet. And look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's my season. All right, come on. You didn't tell the right neighbor because your neighbor would have got happy for you if they knew where you come from and what you've been through and how you've experienced it, how you've uh, 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 have been through the ups, the downs, the sideways, the wanted to throw in the towel and give up and all that. Look at your next neighbor and say, neighbor, it's my season. Amen. I was I was going to tell y'all to put it's my season of dot, dot, dot. And the reason why I wanted to give you dot, dot, dot is because I wanted you to prophesy to yourself today and say it is my season of whatever you need. It's my season of whatever you need. Why? Because we have to go ahead and proclaim the victory. As much as we uh, go through some things and we experience some ups and downs, we have to start proclaiming over our own lives what we want to happen. The Bible talks about how there's uh, power in the tongue, how there's life and death in the tongue. And the problem is, is we're so busy trying to call somebody else to speak over our lives and not calling it our own. Come on, somebody. Y'all talk back to me for about 10 or 15 minutes and then I'm going to um, 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 just do a little something, something. That's it. That's all. But I want you to understand that that you're looking at a man that does not have it fixed all up. Uh, I walk around every day and I, I, I you know, uh, I have those moments where uh, I lash back. I have to be careful, young man. The reason why I have to be careful is because if somebody catch me wrong, I'm holy and saved. But you should try Jesus, not me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. And, and the reason why you should try Jesus is because Jesus has the patience. Amen. And he supplied me just enough to give you a little grace and a little mercy. Y'all not talking back to me in here. Y'all can be real this morning. Amen. I know you saved, sanctified and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. But at the same time, if somebody gets you wrong. My wife got a shirt that says holy, what is it, holy, half, half hood, half holy, amen, and I, I come to find that, like yesterday, I was in the house, and uh, uh, I, I had to, I had to realize that, uh, uh, pastor, that uh, it's been a long month, uh, my job, it takes about two or three people to work, and um, I've been there all by myself for a month, so I've been saying to myself, uh, I'm good. I'm 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 all right. I'm fine. I'm perfectly, you know, I'm 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 going to do the job. I'm going to make sure the job gets done. I'm going to do my best work. I'm going to uh, do what I can. It's been days I didn't take lunch breaks. It's been days when I've stayed late. It's been days when I've uh, lifted furniture and things like that. I'm a community manager, so uh, the expectation is heavy on me. That things get done, whether there are people there or not. The expectation is that it gets done. And uh, yesterday I noticed I probably should go see a therapist because I was blasting music in my house and the neighbors started stomping and I started yelling. I know as much as I hear y'all up there that you're not mad at me playing my music down here. And I turned it up louder. The dogs and my wife looked at me and got concerned because I flicked off the Richter 
just that fast. And we have to be careful because uh, uh, when we do things in reaction to the mindset that we have because of something that has transpired over the last week or the last couple of days or in that same day, we have to be careful because uh, it can cause us to lose it. He can cause us to lose it completely. And I, I, Pastor, I lost it. When I say I lost it, I lost it. So we're going to go to uh, uh, Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, and we're going to begin at the first verse. Uh, Y'all, did I? I think I sent you the wrong one, Pastor. Okay, no worries. Uh, Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. And uh, that's right, it was me. I think it was me. My apologies. I do this even at home, y'all. I be, I be, and I make the slides myself at home, and I still mess them up. Y'all ain't talking about. It. My wife one day was like, I was trying to flip through them and couldn't find them. But uh, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes the third chapter, it says, "To everything there is a season." And a time and a purpose under the heaven. So to everything, there is a season. We know that there are four seasons in the year. There is the uh, uh, season of fall. There's the season of winter. There's the season of summer. And then there's the season of spring. As much as we have to live through all four seasons, there are particular particular seasons that we do not like that we do not agree with. You know, I am a uh, winter season person. As much as I'm born in the middle of the year, I am a May baby. So uh, everybody would think that I love to take summer vacations and things like that. My wife always try and pressure me to go on vacations with her family and all that stuff to the beach and about to get stung by stingrays and all that. Yeah, we just went and had that issue. Um, but but I come to find that I am more of a person who loves winter. Why? Because I love sweaters. We went to a wedding yesterday. It was about 80 degrees and I'm sitting in a sweater just because I felt a little cool breeze in the morning. I started transitioning myself. I said, I'm on my way to start wearing my sweaters. I went to the thrift store and bought some of the old school sweaters. I, I got excited by the little bit of air that I felt over two days. Most people would look at me like, eh, now it's not time yet, brother. Put that sweater back in the closet. It's just not time yet. But to everything, there is a season. What does that mean? To everything, no matter what you go through, the Bible says all things work together. Yes. Not for everybody, but just for those who love God. And that's called according to his purpose. And, and it's important for us to understand in order for us to get to where we are in our seasons or for us to grow in our seasons, we must realize that we don't have uh, time to do everything, but we have to focus ourselves in that particular season. What does that mean? That means that the devil is going to try you in your good season. He's going to try you in your bad season. He's going to try you in your up season. He's going to try you in your down season. He's going to try you when things look good. He's going to try you when things look bad. He's going to try you when things are going great. He's going to try you when things are going opposite. Come on. Y'all talk back to me and him. 
If just in case you've never been through anything or never experienced anything, keep on living. And trust me, at some point, you are going to have a season where you will not agree with. Most of us relate and get comfortable when our season is up. We, we love to have the good seasons. We love to have where our season is going very well. It seems like all of the bills are paid. It seems like there are no headaches going on around me. The children are actually starting to act right. I don't know why, but some reason they start to focus in school and act right. I'm not getting calls from the teachers. I'm not getting any calls from out of the streets or anything. Things are just going well. I got a little extra $30 in the bank that I can go to McDonald's and buy me a Mac double. Come on, somebody. Things are going good. And we're comfortable with that because it looks like nothing is coming. We can rejoice when God is blessing us, but it's hard for us to rejoice when we get in a situation where it feel like we're not getting what we need. And it's not really that we're not getting what we need. It's we're not getting what we want. It's easy for us to rejoice when everything seems on the right and narrow. But as soon as something starts going crazy or something starts turning out the way our cart uh, 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 engine light comes on, suddenly we can't come to church no more. I can't make it to church this morning. My check engine light just came on. You knew you needed oil change seven months ago. Ain't no point in trying to act like you can't come to church now because it came on the other day when you was on your way to the movies, when you was on your way to work and all of that stuff. But you push through that. But when it comes to the house of the Lord, our seasons tend to push us back and make us say, I'm not going to go out there to church today because somebody going to step on my toes and get on my nerve. You need someone to step on your toes and get on your nerves so that you can push through where you are. It's, 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 it's so easy for me to rejoice when, when the bank account looks good, when, when the car is running good, when, when family is uh, uh, finally functioning correctly. We ain't arguing. We ain't having no problems. We can sit down and have a successful dinner. I don't even know what happened. They ain't even apologized to me for the stuff they did 20 years ago, which I should have let it go 20 years ago, but I'm still holding on to it while I'm in this season. That season and the other season, and I'm gonna mess up their season because we gotta be. I hope I'm talking to somebody in here because I want you to understand that God works better in our broken season than in our fixed season. The fixed season is just a reminder of his grace and mercy. The broken season reminds you that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. And unless you go weak, you won't have a testimony that you were able to become strong. 
God, I thank you for my broken season because after all I'm going through, everything I'm experiencing, God, I know I'll have a thank you after this. I know I'll be able to raise my hand and say, God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for clothing me in my right mind. God, I thank you because you've just been good to me. I know I don't have all the money for the bills, but God, you said you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. So I'm not worried. I have faith the size of a mustard seed because I know you're going to show up and show out. It may not look like it's going to happen right now, but God, I thank you for this season because when I get up from this season, I'll be able to tell somebody of your goodness and your mercy and how strong you are and how great you are and how mighty you are and how worthy you are. God, I say thank you because you've just been good to me even when everybody else counted me out, said I'll never amount to anything, said that I'll never be where I am today. God, I look back over my life. I should have been dead from the drugs. I should have been dead from being in the clubs. I should have been dead from all of these places, but you kept me. Thank you for keeping me. See, I want you to understand that each season treats differently. Y'all not talking back to me. And no matter what the season is, y'all complain all the time. Uh-oh. It get too cold. You say it's too cold. I can't wait till summer come. Y'all not? Summer coming in, you're like, it's 100 degrees outside. I'm sweating. Can't get myself together. My body's sweating in places I ain't supposed to be sweating in. Y'all know. And then the fall, it rained too much. I just wish it stopped raining. Come I want you to know the same way you're treating those seasons is the same way you're treating God. The reason why is because when you don't accept what God is doing in that particular time, you begin to speak against it. And you say, God, I don't know why you're doing this to me, God. I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't know why I'm experiencing this. I don't know why I have to go through this brokenness. I come to church every Sunday and give you praise. I come to choir rehearsal. I come to this. I come to that. Why is it that I must experience it? But yet the person who never shows up yet the person who always sits over on this side yet the person who has the nastiest attitude has the nerve to be blessed right now and God you see me down here and I'm sitting here and I'm praying to you asking you to do something it looked like you ain't showing up and God is saying wait on me and be of good courage because when I come I'm going to not only strengthen you but I'm going to encourage your heart I'm going to fix it up to make it look better I need them to see you in in your weakness right now because I want them to know that you are better than who you are. See, God is trying to, y'all get mad when people talk about y'all on y'all job. Y'all should get glad. Why? Because all they doing is mentioning your name for a for elevate. Talk about me. Please, please write as many emails as you want. Send several emails. Please send several. In fact, you can BCC me. You can CC me. It does not matter. I don't care. Mention my name because guess what? The works that I do will speak for me. 
the works that I do will speak for me. So while people are talking about you and saying that you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, you ain't doing this and doing that, all they doing is putting your name in front of God's face. And God is saying, let me see what they over there doing. I see what they've been doing. I see they've been working. I see they've been showing up. I see that they have been a blessing to someone else. Then now it's time for me to bless them. They used to say, the mothers used to say, talk about me just as much as you please. And I talk about you down on my knees. Do I, do I got an old church here? Any, anybody from the old church around here? Maybe not. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. I got two minutes. I got two minutes. The Bible says in the second verse, it says a, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which has been planted, a time to kill and a time to uh, heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones uh, together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to run and a time to sow, uh, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. Amen. I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to say this just in case you're looking for a word today, just in case you're looking for a word. If you don't take anything else with you, let me give you the word for today. A time to be born, a time to die. Sometimes you're going to live and sometimes you're going to have to die to yourself in order to do what God wants you to do. It's going to seem like, you know, your worst season. We never want to die. Come on. Why? Because our pride won't let us die. So we have to be careful and remove pride, allow ourselves to humble down and worship God for who he is. He said you must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it's not that you need to uh, come to God. What I love is that you all's worship is pure. The worship here is very pure and you can hear it through the sound that is created in the atmosphere is that there is a pure worship that you all die before you get up here to resurrect. Y'all not talking back to me in here. Amen. And, and it says a time to kill and a time to heal. Sometimes we got to kill some things. We got to kill some things in our life. Why? So that we can heal. Most of the problems we are saying, uh, the devil did this to me. The devil did that to me. The devil ain't did nothing. You did it, you devil. Come on, somebody. Come on. I told y'all I'm going to be real with y'all today. Amen. Amen. We, we cause a lot of self-inflicted issues, a lot of self-inflicted problems. And until we realize that the, it's not the devil, but we are the devils that's causing us to work against God's plan and against God's purpose. And he's trying to do all things for us and give us a good season. But we want to pick it up in our hands and think that we can make it better. And you can't. You already messed it up before you gave it to God. So why try to fix it after you give it to God? Come on, somebody. 
Amen. It says it's a time to weep and a time to laugh. You're going to have some times where you're going to have to cry and just, I mean, I have, I, my wife can tell y'all, I am a cry baby. I mean, we was at Holy Convocation this year and, and service ended. Pastor, I was still crying and out on the floor for an hour after the service ended. Why? Because God, I thought about what God was doing. God bless me. We thank God for the elevation to overseer. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about the name being up there or anything thing like that. But we're so grateful that God has elevated to me to another level. I denied it three times. I was Peter all the way. Come on, somebody. I was like, I don't want it. Why? Because I don't need a title to worship God. I don't need I don't need because when I get to heaven and see all of these people, I tell my church all the time, I say, you have to be careful for people who chase in titles. They want to be these apostles, bishops, all of that stuff. I'm OK with elder because it says there will be 24 elders that will be worshiping around. Come on, somebody read your Bible in Revelations. That's what it say. It says there'll be 24 elders that will be on the throne that are worshiping God, which will unlock and release. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> a time to cast stones and a time to uh, 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 collect those stones. Um, you know, like I said, half hood, half holy. Um, but I want you to understand sometimes you're going to have to go to war, not physically. Y'all don't be fighting people. Don't be punching them in the mouth, in the face, all that stuff. This is not the season to be physically fighting. Pray about it. Pray about it and walk away. Now, if they put their hands on you, Pastor, I don't know what to tell your members, but all I'm going to say is, again, try Jesus, not me, because I throw hands. Bless the Lord. Amen. And I don't want to throw hands, but if you push me there, amen, then you have pushed a button that is uh, beyond the uh, Holy Ghost that is inside of me, and I'm trying to save you and uh, be, uh, you know, come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. It's a time to mourn and a time to dance. We have to understand that we're going to have to mourn some things and it's okay. You have to release some people out of your life and it's a sad ordeal to have to release people out of your life because you love them and you want them to be a part of who you are and want to see them grow with you. However, everybody can't follow the vision that God has for you. That's why I don't get upset when church members leave. The reason why I don't get upset when church members leave is because evidently you're no longer called to this ministry. I don't steal people's members because all they're going to do is bring the, uh, the, the same drama from that church to this church. And I'm good. I don't I don't want your drama. I don't want that church drama. I don't even want the extra drama that you carry with you. No, thank you. I'm perfectly fine. I don't need it. I don't I, listen. I don't. We have done in 10 months what most churches cannot do in 20 years. And I'm grateful for that. And the reason why is because I've only asked God to send me the people that are attached to the ministry. If you are not assigned to the ministry, then you need to go with a, a uh, uh, shepherd is calling. Come on, because it 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 said the sheep know my voice, and evidently, if you out of here, guess what? We gonna send the grace of God with you. More grace, God bless you. Go on about your way. I'm praying that God will heal you. I'm praying that God will uh, uh, extend your grace, and that He will do what He needs to do. But see, everybody these days is running around talking about church hurt. Guess what? Only person hurting the church is you.
only reason why it's church hurt is because you're offended because you're not following the vision. If, if the vision, if the vision is prospering and you are getting offended, that means that you're doing something against the vision. I know I got to go. You, you're working against the vision. If if your church hurt is from the vision prospering, then you should reconsider where the church hurt came from. You're right. It is church hurt. You brought the church. As much as I, I love all of my members, but we don't do drama. They know I will shut drama down real quick. When they come to me and say, so-and-so said, okay, no problem. Well, we're going to bring so-and-so in the office, and we're going to bring you in the office, and you're going to say the same thing in front of me. Because if you can't say it in front of me, that means something wrong. It says if you have an off against your brother, you go to him. Ain't, ain't no point in us beating no, around no bush and making it seem like that, that we in a season where we can hide and all that other stuff. This is not the time for the people of God to hide. Because the devil is very, very visual right now. And the people of God should be praying that this season bypass us to everything. There's a season, a purpose from God. There's a purpose. I want you to understand that whatever season you're experiencing right now, you should be rejoicing in that season. Clap your hands and stomp your feet and jump up and down. You should be losing. If the devil is fighting you, you should really be losing your mind. Why? Because God is getting ready to blow up in your house, blow up on your job, blow up in your family. He's getting ready to blow up in the ministry. Because let me tell you something. If he can't get to pastor, he's going to try and get to you. So I want you to understand that if you're going through, it's probably for somebody else. Man with the uh, man that laid by the pool. Uh, God, uh, Jesus walks up to him and says, uh, uh, will thou be made whole? And he goes, well, every time that I try to get in the water, they uh, get in before me. I ain't asked you that. And see, the problem is, is that we think the oil or the water is going to be the healing. And God is standing right there saying to us, will you be made whole? And we're giving him excuses about something that is just a sign. And we have the physical God telling us that all I need to do is pick you up. But see, the thing that people miss in the Bible, and I'm going to the seat, the, the thing that people miss in the Bible the most important part about that text is that it never said he couldn't walk. It never, he just said, every time I tried to get in, somebody go before me. And he, his expectation was that somebody would put him in there. The nerve of you. It's five porches of us that's sick 
and this water get troubled once a year and you want me to put you in before me? Nah, this ain't your season, bro. Lay there, lay there a little while longer. This ain't your season. Amen. God is good. God bless you and I'm out.